afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the podcast for all things music, both new and classic. Now? Come in now? Ah, mess it up again! My name's Pat uh, Francis, and uh, yeah, I'm Gary Lucy. Gary Lucy. Yeah. Hi, hi everybody, welcome back, uh, welcome to another uh, exciting episode of Rock Solid, episode 6. This is an exciting episode? Oh yeah, this one's jam-packed. This was packed with rafters. We got uh, we got a guest. We have a giveaway. We might have a game later, and uh, we have an exciting story that I uh, talked about on the. Uh, on I, I on have the an, Facebook a, page. an apology and a correction. Oh, uh, what is what? Now, what did you mess up this time? I was wondering what that was about. Well, don't say this time because that sounds like I mess up all the time. <laughs> no, last week when we did our favorite cover songs, uh-huh. I played uh, "I Don't Want to Talk About It." By Rod Stewart, and I said that um, I said that that was a, a Cat Stevens song, oh. and I was wrong because what I meant to do is I meant to have Matt play the first cut is the deepest. Oh. That was written and recorded by Cat Stevens right. in 1967, and then Rod had a big hit with it in 1976, which mm-hmm. brings me back to. I don't want to talk about it. I had quite a few emails of people saying, that is not a Cat Stevens song. That was written by Danny Witten of Crazy Horse. Oh, so, um, of course. That was a Crazy Horse song, and then Danny Witten, I think, committed suicide. And that drove <laughs> Can Neil you blame Young, him? Neil, after- Neil Young over the edge. Well, he didn't commit suicide after my mistake. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, he committed suicide uh, years ago. So, okay, so everyone who wrote me, I did realize that once I got home, and so... Uh, that's it. So Rod has uh, quite a few cover songs, both uh, good and bad. Well, this is going in your permanent record, and I'll, it is. I'll, I'll probably bring it up at re- review time. But I'm let's, sure, let's just I'm try sure to let's just try not to let that happen again. All right. So uh, we you have a story. Oh yeah, we're we're taping this on August sixteenth, Madonna's fifty third birthday. Yeah, and it uh, put me in the mind of uh, my the most rock and roll moment of my entire life. I call her Madge. Yeah, well, you, well, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, party. Me and Rosie O'Donnell, we call her Madge. <laughs> right. But uh, so I was uh, eighteen years old. Right. I was a afternoon DJ at the Aloha Roller Palace. In uh, San Jose, California, yes. Hawaiian-themed roller rinks. All sounds phony, but keep going. This is, uh, this is 100% true. May God strike me down. And uh, <laughs> a lot of rules there at the Aloha Roller Palace. You know, there's like uh, there's the couple skate. There's the all skate. You got to do all these things. You got to shoot the duck. And uh, the uh, there was a tight playlist. And you may absolutely, under no circumstances, were you allowed to play Like a Virgin during the afternoon session because it wasn't appropriate, according to my boss. So right. I said, yeah, whatever. Now, you're a parent. Now, do you agree with your boss on that, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. No. Nah. I kind of agree with it. Well, I... I what, get, are the, what are the ages at that time? They were, you know, they were probably middle schoolers. I think they could have handled it. It's pretty tame stuff. Yeah. Could you play Bitches Back by Elton John? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the okay. kids were clamoring to hear that. All right. So I... Um, kids kept requesting this. It was like the number one song at the time. And uh, I said, sorry, can't play it. Sorry, I can't play it. And uh, meanwhile, the only, the only reason you have this stupid job is so the kids will think you're cool. And now they think thinking, I'm the man. So... <laughs> So you know what I did? I locked the door of the DJ booth. What? I put on Like a Virgin, and and the kids like, screamed. You were like Dr. Johnny Fever. Exactly. You were shutting it down. <laughs> yeah. The skating rink filled up. They're like, yeah. They're like, my boss like, bam, 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 bam. Uh, take that off. I'm like, what? What? I can't hear you. What? What? I'm sorry. I can't hear I didn't think that she would have the keys to the booth, so she opens the yeah. booth. And she tells, remember this, uh, <laughs> bear in mind, this is a Hawaiian-themed uh, skating rink, and she said, 
turn in your leg. <laughs> you got fired. I got fired because of Madonna. It was the principle. Right. Anyway, so that was uh, that was my Madonna story. Well, look, you've been standing up for musical rights all your life, then, Gary. That's what I'm taking away from the story. I don't, I don't. No one tells and, me what to play. And you really didn't like that job anyway, or you wouldn't have played this. Song. Oh, it was, a, it was the worst. Yeah, it was. It was not good. Yeah, because I, I thought I was going to get to meet chicks, but they uh, kept me on the afternoon session. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, you still could have. It just <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have been appropriate, right? But yeah, no, nah, I was I was a jerk. Too. It wasn't it wasn't the right environment for and kids? But anyway, so I, I I hope I didn't like build that up too much on the uh, Facebook. No, that was a good. No, anyway. that's a good uh, on Facebook. You think you might have built it up too much on Facebook? <laughs> Wait to hear this. But anyway. people are like, I gotta I gotta download immediately on Thursday. <laughs> Gary maybe slept with Madonna. <laughs> you think that's what people thought? Maybe that you slept with Madonna? <laughs> no, but I remember one time I saw Pavement. And uh, and and Wait, Steve. that's that's a band. Yeah, that's okay. a band. I didn't know if maybe it, you were in college, you got drunk, and then <laughs> you saw it. pavement. And uh, and uh, Steve Malkmus uh, smelled his fingers and said, "Does anybody want to smell what Madonna smells like?" Wow, because they were kind of like the it thing for a second. I thought wow. that was a little declassified. There is a lady in the room. Yeah, you know, exactly. there's a lady yeah. in the room. I know, and I was I did not approve right. of that, and I said, "Boo." Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you didn't approve of it. <laughs> yeah. But you approved enough to bring it up right now. Okay. Well, because you just brought up sleep. Oh, right. But so I, I have like a set six degrees of Kevin. Pickett. Well, I meant to say make love with Madonna. <laughs> right. You <laughs> took it a whole other dirty way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, Gary, tell everyone what, our, what, we, what we've come up with as our topic today. Oh, yeah. This is, you know what? I think we, we need to come up with some kind of sound or some kind of <laughs> to differentiate between the uh, chit chat portion and the, and the meat, the topic portion. Oh, I see what you mean. So, do you have any ideas? Like some type of a music sting yeah that's what they call it yeah exactly all right there it is we're uh awful we're, we're ready for we'll it. use it for this week <laughs> this was uh this was uh, funk up by you i believe and oh, it, really and it's called uh the best albums i've never heard the best albums you've never heard right so these th- are underappreciated gems that uh you that uh you or i have listened to over yeah. and over again right thinking why hasn't the world caught on to these and exactly. uh, today's the day we're going to change all that okay great Nice. Let's right, do so it. I got five. You got five. We're gonna we're gonna try to get through. Might not get through all of them, but we'll try. Right. Okay. I'm gonna let you go first, though. Okay. I'm gonna start it off with uh, this is a guy. Um, this album, I believe, came out in 1970. They uh, uh, Billboard magazine at the time called it. This is one of the best albums of the decade. Um, it was a guy uh, by the name of Emmett Rhodes. It's a self-titled uh, solo debut. Okay. And uh, this is a song called "Fresh as a Daisy." <laughs> This an instrumental? No, here it comes. Okay. Well, if you come from heaven, you know that that's okay. Just as long as you're here to help me. I like it. it here comes a big catchy chorus. Listen to this. Cool. So this made it to I think number 54 on the charts the album made it to number 29 and then he just uh, the music business just chewed him up and spit it out like the ABC records like he was supposed to release six albums in three years this is like 1970 like wait and he just couldn't do it he was like a real studio perfectionist and he just went bananas and um, now he's like kind of a hermit but uh, actually a documentary came out last year about him that I haven't uh, seen yet but it's called The One Man Beatles 
And uh, that was that was kind of the uh, hype about him at the time. And was that his only album ever? He had three albums, and there's any number of like slipshod compilations you yeah. could get with that uh, with selections from all of them. And also, he's in this group called the uh, Merry Go Round. Okay, that uh, you may remember the Bangles did a Merry Go Round song called it's, Live. It sounds like this guy owes the label three more albums. <laughs> so we better get on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what he's waiting for, <laughs> but they're gonna they're gonna come beating down his door. <laughs> so yeah, check it out, Emmett Rhodes. What do you got? All right. My album, this is from uh, 1997. This is my favorite band of all time. Oh, so okay. People know that it's, it's going to be Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm. This album was released on uh, Red Ant Records. All right. And the reason that you never heard uh, this album was because uh, about three weeks after it was released, the, uh, the label went bankrupt. Ooh, and uh, all promotion pulled, all everything pulled. So uh, this is a self-titled uh, album. Uh, a lot of people call it Cheap Trick 97. A lot of people call it Dead Ant, the Dead Ant album <laughs> Dead instead Ant. of Red Ant. Dead Ant. And uh, they were uh, full creative freedom here after being at Sony and then at Warner Brothers. And they got to just uh, do whatever they wanted to do. And uh, let's start with uh, the first track. Was, uh, it's called Anytime. Matt, anytime, Matt. <laughs> Matt, anytime. Ready? <laughs> yeah, we're ready. <laughs> All right. No, that, was, that wasn't too shabby. Oh. <laughs> I, you know what? I gave you the wrong sound clips. These are the ones where I didn't, <laughs> I didn't self-cue it up. <laughs> God damn it. I like that. I like Bunny Carlos going to town, though. Yeah. This is evil. Yeah. I'm so bummed that, my, that my, none of my clips are going to be queued up now. Oh, I love it. Running wild deep inside, you know it's true. Matt is choosing to fit it down. Damn, I'm I, so bummed. I had <laughs> I had them queued up right where we would hear some evil and then some chorus, and now. Oh, there you go. That's some cheap trick right there. Excellent. And then Matt jump jump to the um jump to say goodbye, which was the single, and it's a little more poppy. This is awesome. I love Robin Zander. I am writing this down. Dead ant. And uh, also, if you buy the Japanese version, there's two bonus tracks that were produced by Steve Albini. No kidding. Those were actually released on a 45 on Sub Pop Records. Oh, wow. Oh, you know, I, yeah. I remember that 45, yeah. yeah. I had a true encounter with Cheap Trick uh, back, um, not probably not very long after this, in, in my uh, mailman days in Portland. I, there was a record store on my route called Music Millennium, and uh, it was a Saturday. I went in there, and I, hey, that's Cheap Trick at that table. They were having an in-store for uh, Woke Up With A Monster. Oh, okay. And, that was uh, around 94 then. Okay, 94. Yeah. And I... And, uh, I was and I, I couldn't believe it, and I, I had him sign my uh, pepper spray, my uh, dog uh, repellent. <laughs> Very nice. So, uh, somewhere I have that. Uh, Put that on eBay. Yeah, Put that on eBay. It's like a rare item, but uh, yeah, they're great. Thanks. That was that was cool. That, you might not, you know, wait, uh, check that. You might not be able to sell that on eBay because that's a weapon. It is a weapon. Yeah, so. I might get booted off. But why? I wonder why. Why is it dude, don't like? Uh, it isn't like Cheap Trick got worse, but we just stopped, people stopped paying attention. You know what? It's so funny. Like, uh, people, whenever I talk about Cheap Trick, people always say, those guys still around? Mm-hmm. They've recorded, they release an album every three years, and they tour constantly, and I think they're better than ever. It's, 
still the well, Bunny Carlos just retired, but it, I mean, it's one of the bands that you could have seen up until last year that was really the band until they started busting down stages in Ottawa. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Till the till the uh, God started to <laughs> have trouble with them. That'll do, cheap prick. <laughs> Go ahead. You're next, Gary. Pat, we're going to go back to a year that calls itself 1994 right now. And uh, uh, it's uh, just past the big uh, post-Nirvana grunge spending binge. Uh, You know, bands were not able to find the next Nirvana. They were almost uh, about to give up. Then they said, let's toss a couple bucks at this... uh, this uh, Bay Area outfit, uh, Green Day, see what they can do. They release uh, Dookie, boom, 15 million albums sold. So now Reprise Record thinks, we have the formula now. We know what we got to We got to find a pop-punk power trio from California that has a couple records out, put them with Rob Cavallo, instant multi-platinum success. So uh, they, they tried out this theory on a band called The Muffs and an album called Blonder and Blonder. And it uh, failed to chart, but it's an amazing <laughs> album. This is it's fantastic. Listen, uh, picture like uh, Courtney Love without any of the baggage, any of the hangups, any of the dysfunction. That's Kim Shattuck, the uh, singer of the month, just like the cool older sister that you never had who knows all about rock and she's like a cool photographer and stylish and everything and she just has this like like a banshee wail of a of a rock voice. We're gonna hear a song called Agony. You were a fool Listen to his drums. Here comes, listen to his film. Is a female singer? Yeah. Uh, Roy McDonald from uh, Red Cross on drums. Gary was just playing air drums, yeah. everyone. <laughs> that was awesome. This is a great album for uh, cleaning the house. Good. You want to get it uh, done in like 35 minutes? I'm gonna uh, check out the video. Sad tomorrow. That's a, one of the real fun videos. Wait a minute. If I want to clean the whole house in 35 minutes, put on uh, the Muffs Blonder put, and Blonder, and that's it. That's I, all. I play it start to finish. <laughs> yeah, and you we're know, done. Yeah, it's like elves visited. You will. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that's my number four <laughs> album. You've never heard. Have you ever heard that? No. Aren't you glad you I, did? I've heard of the Muffs. All right. Well, you're a grown man. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right. <laughs> All right. My number two is we're going to, and these are in no order. It doesn't mean like this is my first favorite, second favorite. They're just in the order I put them in. Uh, we're going to go all the way back to 2007 for a band called uh, Rooney. Oh, yeah. There's their second album called Calling the World. And uh, no one's really heard this album. They might have heard one song or two mm-hmm. songs. But the reason I think they haven't heard the album is because the first album came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. And then they waited four years, mm-hmm. which we know now. The way the record business is and the way radio is and all that stuff, four years. Eternity. And no one cares then. Yeah. But this, I think, is so good. I think this is so much better than the first album. And yeah, which, can, is, which is no, no, no. No, that's a great album. Yeah. So, Matt, you can play. Uh, I think that's the one everyone's heard. Then you ran off in a hurry. Where did you go? Have a scene since Friday. This is Robert Schwartzman on vocals, writes all the songs. His mom's Talia Shire. Right. He's actually probably been at a, a rowdy family reunion with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> He's probably seen Nicolas Cage without a toupee. <laughs> I like your record. And these guys just played at the El Rey uh, about two months ago. I went. The show was amazing. And then play Paralyzed because this is very poppy, but then Paralyzed... 
little more rocking. Nothing wrong with that. No, and these guys, uh, I, I, I actually got to meet them because I'm uh, freaky when I go to shows, and they were uh, super nice and super sweet and uh, just a bunch of... Uh, you know what that's got? That's got a soccer-rooney. A soccer-rooney nice sound. That's a soccer-rooney sound. <laughs> and the album cover is, uh, I, I think, reminiscent of uh, Rubber Soul. Oh, sure it is. Look at that. That's a nice. little rubber, rubber yeah. soul action happening there. I like it. You know, uh, this uh, dovetails nicely into my next pick because I saw this Robert Schwartzman kid at, kid at uh, Largo. They did like a salute to Todd Rundgren night. Oh. And they had this amazing all-star band. It was, uh, he was like one of the main people. They had a DJ, DJ Bonebreak from X. And they also had uh, my next guy, John Bryan, on piano. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to be there. Uh, Fiona Apple is uh, They're going to be at Largo with John Bryan and Fiona Apple, I think, in like a week. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's going to be a tough ticket to get. He is, he is like, of course, like a... I don't know if that was sarcastic. No, it is. Kind of just, no, I'm just... Because <laughs> just like John, John Bryan in his own, you have to like wait in line all day to, to get him. Yeah, no, I saw him at the old Largo in Fairfax, and it was jammed to the rafters. It's an amazing show. Yeah. I, I saw him, like, usually these legendary, you had this Friday night residence at Largo, and just you never know who's going to show up. And uh, Yeah, like Ben Montench, the yeah. keyboardist from the Heartbreakers, was there. The best time I, I saw him was, uh, it was right after High Infidelity came out, and uh, High Fidelity came out, and uh, Jack Black came out and sang, uh, let's get it on, like he does... In the movie, it was very cool. But uh, now, if High Infidelity, then Kevin Cronin would have come out, and, <laughs> and he that would have been sung. fine too. They would, and they, they would have done like a Bossa Nova version of. They would, uh, they would have, yes. yeah, yeah. He, he likes to mix it up. <laughs> but uh, so John Bryan is, of course, he's like he's highly sought after producer. Kanye West, he works with him. Fiona Snapple and all the all the bi- all the greats. It's not Fiona Snapple. And uh, he does a lot of film work, and he'll probably never record another pop album again. But. There was a time, ladies and gentlemen. Works with Amy Mann. Amy Mann, yeah. amazing. Uh, Works she, with Michael Penn. She was also at that uh, Todd Runger thing. Anyway, uh, he had his uh, he had a solo pop album in 1999. It was going to be released on Atlantic, and at the very last minute, they pulled the plug. A few stray copies leaked out. They're going for like three, four hundred dollars. You couldn't like get one wow. on eBay. Now, uh, then finally, he put it out in, himself, like in 2000, 2001. It's called uh, Meaningless. It's amazing. Uh, you'll like this. He does a cover of. Uh, voices by Cheap Trick. Oh, great! And he handles the vocals, right? Yeah, he he, oh, he, right. he does all the singing and all. It plays every instrument. It's amazing. Right. This is we're gonna hear some of the uh, title track. Uh, it's called uh, Meaningless. Oil tankers in the National Guard. I came to meet you. My car's out in your yard. I just love that idea that uh, these stupid things take on uh, profundity when you share them with uh, one you love who may be gone, and then you see like a... Twix bars. She used to love Twix bars. <laughs> like that. So yeah, meaningless. Check it out. It's I. I think you get it like on CD Baby or one of those. It, so it's not not on iTunes. It may be on iTunes very well, but uh, yeah, it didn't never had like a wide release. But uh, you could get it. It's well worth seeking out. The other albums you mentioned are those on iTunes. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Oh, good. Rooney's on iTunes. I don't think Cheap Trick ninety seven's on iTunes. Hmm, but you can find it. Kids are resourceful these yeah. days. 
You know how it is. You can find it in L.A. Go to Amoeba. Yeah. All right. Now, Gary, my next pick. And for this one, I actually I have to switch seats Oh, for our guests that's to sit here. And I'm going to sit closer to you, Gary. Okay. I like it. Okay, so we're going to switch. So, Gary, you got to just talk. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, a, uh, this is a first for Rock Solid. We have a, uh, a uh, musical guest with us in the studio who will uh, be performing a selection from uh, one of Pat's uh, greatest albums you never heard. And hopefully we can rectify that situation and you will have to uh, go out and uh, seek out some of her music. Is the guest there? Is she, is she already? I'm going to introduce her. Um, I'm going to give a little ramp up. I'm going to tell oh, yeah, you about. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you about her. Her name is Kathleen Wilhoit, and she is uh, primarily known as an actress. You would agree with that, Kathleen? Yeah. Yes. And she's. Uh, and let me give you a. Uh, she was been on the Gilmore Girls and ER and LA Law, countless one hour dramas. Plus, these are my favorites here: Aftermath, Yes. Family Ties, mm-hmm. Jeffersons, Oh yeah. Cagney and Lacey, Twin Peaks, Quantum Leap, Mad About You, Buffy. 24, Will and Grace, Grey's Anatomy, Cop Rock. (laughs) Singing and acting in Cop Rock. Amazing. You are a brilliant actress. That was a great scene. Yeah, when you you want to give away your baby for drugs. (laughs) It's great. That's on YouTube. I'll post a link later. And, uh, and, uh, and, And the cult classic Roadhouse. Yeah, and what did what did you say, Gary? You know, pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. That's the lesson of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my pick for uh, greatest album you never heard is uh, by Kathleen Wilhoit, and it is called "Pitch Like a Girl." And Kathleen, hello, hello. welcome to Rock Solid. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I loved all your picks. I I wrote them down because I'm going to go out and get the record. Oh, excellent! You're in for a treat. Uh, you man, th- thanks so much taste. for being here. Well, thank you very much. Tell tell all your friends. That's, oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> we're trying to make music a more communal experience. Like yes. it used to be in the past, before everybody had their was all plugged in, and I only listen to what I like to listen to. There was a time when everyone uh, kind of had a common language of songs, and yep. uh, that's, what, that's kind of the point of rock this is, this is all about love. Even if we disagree on picks sometimes, which so far that's not happening. I like everything today, too. <laughs> I know. It's great. Oh, I want to tell you how I found yeah. this album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm one of those people that when I, when I, when I see an, an actor or an actress, and then once I see their name... The face and the name is is in my brain. So, like, I can be watching any TV show, and when the credits come up at the beginning with the guest stars, I'll go, oh, I know who that guy is, or I know who that girl is. And so I was at a, a used record store in uh, Studio City. It's not there anymore. It was called uh, Heavy Rotation. Going through the W's, probably looking for something by the Who, some crazy stuff, or, or Warrant. No, I don't know. <laughs> and um, so I'm going and I'm looking, and I, saw the, I see the name Kathleen Wilhoit, and I go, well, that can't be... The same Kathleen Wilhoit, and then I turn it over, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's her. I didn't know she sang. So I bought it, and I brought it home, and my wife and I uh, put it on, and we fell in love with this album. And we play this. First of all, we've purchased this many times and given it as gifts. We've, uh, we play it when we have we get a dinner party, we got a barbecue, whatever we're doing, this is always in the mix. I'm not kidding. I'm not, oh, I'm not just, uh, I'm not just. Pat gave me one. It sounds amazing. It sounds like, uh, I, uh, my, my, uh, constituency is the hipster audience, uh, of our thing. And right. like, if you like you some, uh, Jenny Lewis or some Nico Case, anything like that, you'll love Kathleen's album. Yes. It's really good. Very nice. So Kathleen, um, instead of playing a clip from her album, Kathleen has brought her guitar and she has offered to sing us a song, and Kathleen is going to sing a song, uh, track three, called Wish We Never Met. So we're going to be quiet. I will not be talking over this song. Me 
Yay! It was too long, though, wasn't it? No, no way! Are you fine. kidding me? That was amazing. I was wow! I just said I said no. It was fine. That's <laughs> terrible. No, it was fantastic. <laughs> That'll do. That's a, what, yes. what a set of pipes on you, Lon. I'm young telling lady. you, that's amazing. <laughs> and I love the t- I love the title. Wish we never met because you you just read that and you go. Oh, this is going to be one of those songs, man. <laughs> yeah. She just lets this guy have it, and that's not what it's about at all. It's fantastic. I wrote I that it. song in New York I, um, after a long a, a string of about Sherman Hemsley when you <laughs> went after him. Yeah, to Jefferson. <laughs> no, actually, Paul Benedict. Oh, sorry. It's right. good. Yeah. And you uh, wrote it in New York. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. I just after a long string of um, humiliating, you know, desperate attempts. I, I, I was in the in the 80s. I was such a drunkard, which was so counter productive to my desire to I just wanted love <laughs> and when I drank I became the most obnoxious like hideous mm. foul mouthed pig and so and then I'd end up and so so I'd you don't up, attract the best uh, the best dudes oh, bottom that. feeder complete bottom feeder <laughs> amoebas I had amoebas <laughs> and then I was like sobbing and then I picked the guitar up and was like <laughs> I wish we never I just wrote it like 20 minutes well something oh. great came out of that uh, period then yeah that's a fantastic song uh, your what, pain our gain yes exactly <laughs> Um, I want to. I want to say this before. I'll say it again at the end. But I want to say it before we. Uh, before I forget it. Uh, if you live in the uh, Los Angeles area, Kathleen's going to be doing two shows at Vitello's Jazz and Supper Club on Saturday, August twenty seventh, uh, seven o'clock and ten o'clock. Nine o'clock. I have ten o'clock down. I think you're going to have to do it at ten. <laughs> oh no! Seven o'clock and nine o'clock. <laughs> Why did I write ten? I'm dumb. Uh, Seven o'clock and nine o'clock, uh, Tahunga Avenue, Studio City, and uh, it's twelve bucks. People, dig into your pocket. That's, not out, the, that's a good time. Twelve that's, bucks. That's a good night out. They got good food there. They do. Mm-hmm. Go have some have some lasagna. <laughs> I saw you there the last time you were there. You did. I also saw you at um, at the Viper Room. You did? Yes, a long time ago. I did Ali. Here's a showbiz story. I did Ali McBeal, and they wrapped me seconds before I had to go on the stage at the Viper Room. Wow. And I just, you know, straight from Ali McBeal, right on stage at the Viper Room. You Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about the, tw- the two times I've seen you is that you, I like that you tell stories before you sing your song. And uh, I always, I always like that, especially when it's in, in intimate. You know, if I see Metallica, I don't want James Hetfield telling his <laughs> story before Enter Sandman. But uh, you know, this singer, is about feeling sleepy. Singer songwriter, I want to hear a little. I want to hear a little bit of a story where where it came from. Your, your husband's in the band too, right? Yeah, he's the drummer. He's the drummer. He's just the drummer. He's That's just, what I always tell about rehearsal the when he pipes in. I'm like, hey, you're just the drummer. He's so, awesome. My husband rules. He produced that record. Today. Yes, he did. Uh, and his Super. name is uh, uh, David Hart. Yeah, David Hart. And, of, um, of all the things I don't do well, and there are many. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, being a good husband? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, singing is the one that I really wish. Oh, man. What, what's that like just to be able to just like uh, uh, open your mouth like a little bird there and just uh, cut loose with the... Uh, 
That must be that must be fun. Are Dude, you talking? Do you me? like singing? Because <laughs> I, I guess that's my question. Is it fun to sing? Rules. <laughs> What's so funny? I'm from a stand-up background, and if you told me to stand up in front of uh, three other people at a podcast and start to do some stand-up. Forget it. <laughs> but you come in here. You've never met us before. You bring the guitar. You, you sit down, and it's a home run. And I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, that makes me feel good because I thought in the middle of it, I was like, shit, maybe I should just play the first verse because you guys just play the little clips. <laughs> no. You know, and I thought, and they're probably no. like, wrap it up, and I'm closing my eyes. Are you kidding? If we have Cheap Trick or Rooney or the Muffs are here, they're doing the whole song. <laughs> That's our policy. <laughs> that is. So Can Catholic, you uh, stick around and uh, yeah, she's talk gonna, about some albums yeah. and everything? You want to join us? For the, you'll stay for the rest of the year on mic now. Oh, that's what we're oh, saying. Oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> yeah. sure. So, we're not uh, the best broadcasters. So. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're learning by doing. So now it's your, it's your okay, turn. Okay, that was your turn. And you're uh, allowed well, to weigh in on this, too. I Catherine. have a special guest now, too. I wish, what? Uh, no, I, if only. <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Come on here, Madge. Come on, Midge. Um, you've uh, probably, have you heard of this fellow named Daniel Johnston? He's a, uh, he's um, kind of a cult figure. He's a, he's a schizophrenic guy from Texas who's uh, kind of a big guy in the like, folk outsider art scene. And uh, he was kind of a big to-do in the 80s because he would make these homemade cassettes and um, they became like, you know, like m- musicians would pass them around and they started covering his songs. And, is there um, a documentary about this guy? There is. It's called The Devil and Daniel Johnson. Yes. Highly recommend I've it. heard of this gentleman. Very amazing. Now, there was, uh, he, he developed this crush on this woman named uh, Kathy. <coughs> I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Uh-oh. Kathy M- McCarty, who was in a band called Glass Eye. Now, imagine if John Hinckley was okay. a songwriter and Jodie Foster had recorded a, 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 like an album of his songs. It's kind of like right. that. Daniel Johnson's not a, like an insane assassin, but uh, um, he was obsessed with this, with this singer. And she, uh, in the 90s, like 10 years after the fact, uh, re- recorded a, an amazing collection of his songs called Dead Dog's Eyeball. And uh, she has a beautiful voice, and the songs are amazing. Just like, like really, like you could tell that they're com- they come from a brain that's a little bit off, but at the same time, the emotion is just like it's such a window into like his world of like disconnection and loneliness, and you know, just wanting to be loved and everything. This is a song called "Museum of Love" on Rock Solid. the museum of love right away you've got to see him it's love this is right here where he stood when he said those sacred words and he made a holy vow and these are the drawings and the library card and this is the cow Cows figure prominently in his songs for some reason. He always talks about cows. And uh, if you ever saw that movie Before Sunrise, the Richard Linklater movie, um, uh, she does one of his songs over the end credits called Living Life. Is that an Ethan Hawke film? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. Never saw it. Anyway, yeah, you should should check it out, Before Sunrise. Uh, So that's uh, mine. Uh, Kathy McCarty, K. McCarty, Dead Dead Dog's Eyeball. I love it. Available now. Kathleen, any anything on that? <laughs> oh, about an album that... Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm just, I, I didn't know if you wanted to comment on that song. 
Oh, you're just digging what? it. You're no, just, you're I just, thought, I thought it was all... interesting. I thought it was interesting when they they. Uh... The cow thing popped out at me, <laughs> yeah. and, and I like the bump, bump, bump that part. Yeah, and then it switches uh, the the beat switches in the middle of it. You don't but get that in music so much. You don't get that in music. Change. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, so that's my what's next on your uh, my next uh, my next pick is uh, from a gentleman uh, you might know. Uh, I like to call him uh, 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 Mick Jagger. <laughs> And I don't know. I don't know what you guys want to call him. But I, <laughs> I like to call him Mick Jagger. This is from 1993. It's one of his solo albums. For some reason, Stone fan, Stones fans like the Stones, but when Mick goes off to do one of his solo things, they're like, "We don't like it. We don't want it." It's a and, reverse synergy. It's the lesser yeah, sum it's, of a it's, great it's part. Weird. And uh, this album is called Wandering Spirit. It's produced by Rick Rubin. Got great guest musicians: Billy Preston and Jim Keltner on drums. Flea on bass. I don't know what Flea's first name is. We just call him Flea. Uh, Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Rip on guitar, and uh, Wandering Spirit. It's uh, it's got fourteen songs on it, and we've talked about that. Usually, that fourteen songs it's is too, too many. Usually, yeah. In this case, perfect. Not huh. a clunker in in the batch. So Matt, play. I don't know. You're a pain in the butt. This is called Wired All Night. I mean, Wired All Night. Duh. And hey, could you hand me the CD, Matt? Because I forget the songs that I had queued up. Now, what were the Stones doing at this time? That could, why, why didn't he just save that for his, I know, uh, day I don't, job? I don't know. And, uh, um... I'm trying to think of what they were uh, putting out at this time. And this has a little. This has a little bit of everything that Mick does well. Uh, play the next song. I'm not sure what you got there, Matt. What do you have? Just tell me. Oh yeah, this is this is falsetto, Mick. Nice. And then we'll hear some twangy country, Mick. High pitch Mick. <laughs> then he's going to switch it up. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> That's a different track. That's okay. This is another track. Do you have evening gown there? Do I have evening gown there? Play evening gown. I call this country ballad Mick. Get through the chorus. So I just love this album. I just, if you like the Stones, I think you will love this album because uh, it's top to bottom great. I never would have picked that up in a million years. Though that 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 sounds good. It's a, this uh, the, uh, Bridges to Babylon is the one I was trying to think of that came out around the same time. And yeah, that came. I don't know which came out before, but this is better than Bridges to Babylon. I, th- I would say so. Yeah. And uh, oh, but Anthony Balzeri, thats Flea's name. In case you're wondering, I know, I'm just <laughs> making a joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's great. That is great. You like the Stones? I love that. No, I love that. I'm going to have to check that record out when I go home. I love that because 
he um i i wanted to say i just thought i was at a party and i you know the guy who sings bad to the bone George Thurgood. George Thurgood. George Thurgood. I'm talking to him. Okay. <laughs> He's a big uh, fan of was Jeff he? Healy that uh-huh. I was in Roadhouse. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And he and I were talking about Jeff was the greatest guitar player. Yeah. I mean, he's, it was ridiculous yeah. watching this dude. Anyway, I'm talking to, to George Thurgood, and he opened for the Stones, and yeah. he tells this great story about what a brilliant guitar player Mick Jagger is. Really? Wow. That he's that. so... Brilliant! He, 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 you can't even believe how talented this dude is, and uh, as a guitar player. But then, if you got Keith and you know whatever, Ronnie play, Wood or like, whoever ah, you have, you Mick do Taylor, it. yeah, you take it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, was, I thought that was a funny story, George Thorogood, because he's a, just a regular guy. Yeah. Parent holds court. Yeah. You know, he lives in this area. You know. Oh wow! He's yeah. super funny and super nice. And um, I want I wanted to ask you that on the set of Roadhouse, when it, when when it was downtime, was Jeff Healy entertaining? With, with it was was he playing? for everyone and, and entertaining or not really just like we were talking about the the 80s rock record deals were crazy and yeah. you could you know I bought a house you know <laughs> right. it was crazy the, that was 80s movie business ah. there were uh, Playboy bunny hookers going in. <laughs> they had a girl had a gun in her purse. What? They were free flowing beer on the set. Extras. Ha- I was everyone hammered. It was literally Roadhouse. Yeah, the it was set. Roadhouse. It was like oh classic. I'm sort of so glad that I had that experience. Be- and maybe I've idealized it, but it was amazing the amount. And he would just jam all, all the time. They would play during the breaks. It was just I love it. classic showbiz. Is half the scenes in there, I was like, ready to just shoot. Let's <laughs> just hit the mark. What, what was Sam Elliott like? Was he throwing, throwing back a shot of something? A couple of them. <laughs> Love it. How about his mustache? Was his mustache friendly? Yeah. <laughs> was like, I sometimes they don't get along. Well, his, they must, travel separately. His mustache had his own trailer. <laughs> it's really, yeah. This is the 80s. That's how they did that. <laughs> really, did you interact with uh, John Doe at all? He was in that oh, movie yeah. from X. He's a, like a, he's cool a, guy. He's my a bartender. Husband, my husband played with John Doe oh, for okay. a while, and DJ Bone Break was oh. in John's band. Still yeah. plays with them. I played with with DJ Bone Break or whatever. What a small world. He played on. A, I did a record deal for A and M before Polygram before, mm-hmm. and he played on that with me. Whatever. He's a great guy. His kids have got to be like in college now. Wow. Right? But, but John Doe is awesome and and fun and smart and interesting. You know, anybody who knows him, it's, he's a pretty great. Yeah, great he seems like the guy. coolest guy. Yeah, the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh, what, how do we get on this? Oh, Mick Jagger. I wanted to say, we always think of like Keith as like the music guy of the right. Stones, and Mick's like the businessman, but if you listen to, uh, uh, Mick's got one of those iTunes playlist things, celebrity playlist, oh, okay. and he plays some of his favorite songs, he's got like an encyclopedic knowledge of like soul music and just all these different kinds of music, and it's really interesting. You really think, oh, yeah, he likes music too. He must. He's just like... Uh, yeah, there's a no, there there shall never be another. No, and there's that's a, what George said about yeah. his his knowledge of blues, old blues, old blues guys from the fifties and sixties, and yeah, and, that was. Hilarious. And there's an album coming out next uh, next month. Uh, it's uh, Mick, Josh Stone, Dave Stewart from Eurythmics, and two other guys. It's a super group, and it, the band's called Super Heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing that. Wow! So there's That'll a little. How about that? Look wow. what I did. <laughs> okay, Gary, um, you got you got one more. I got one more, but it has to do with our giveaway. So should I should I go last or okay. or can we loop back around to me or how do you want to do? Um, I'm gonna jump. In. I'll jump in with okay. mine. Okay, yeah, yeah, do you? I'll jump in with mine. Here we go. Here it comes. <laughs> Didn't write anything down for this. This album came out in '98. 
it was a it was a comeback album of sorts. It was the, this band's first album in uh, in eight years. It's a uh, it's a band that I love. If you like power pop music, uh, the band is called The Knack. This was their comeback album called Zoom. This had uh, all original members except the drummer who wasn't there, but Terry Bozio ah. was on drums and maybe was too big of a drummer for the band. But uh, <laughs> but especially live, you know, they, they you think of the Knack as kind of like a faux Beatles, and then Terry Bozio's got three bass drums and <laughs> a, a, a gong and a tom tom. You don't need that to play My Sharona. But this, uh, the, to me, this is their best album. Let's start with uh, Pop is Dead. I love that snare. Shut it off. <laughs> That's <laughs> what's, uh, what's the next song I got? Just mouth it. Can I borrow a kiss? Yeah, let's do that one. Actually, Matt, can I? <laughs> Can I borrow a kiss? That's what I heard. Can I borrow a kiss? No cost incurred. Can I pay back with interest? If you'll only say the word. Can I borrow a kiss? And I want to hear one more. What's the other one I got queued up? Or you have queued up? Let's do harder on you right from the beginning. You know it's gonna be hard on me feeling the way that I do. I know it's gonna be harder on you. It's that girl seeing the side of you that so um, yeah, this is this is actually this is on iTunes, but it's called Resume on I, iTunes because they re-released it. They added two two more tracks: a cover of um, "No Matter What" by Badfinger, no and a cover of "Girls Talk" by oh. Elvis Costello, uh, which would make this album come in at sixteen tracks. Worth it, worth every penny. Every single song um, is is like the three I played. This is the song, the album that you listen to with the uh, the windows down and you're driving to the beach. I just love this album. That sounds, and, uh, sounds fantastic. There, rest in uh, peace, Doug Figer. I know. What a, what a I loss. Know. He's uh, so sad. definitely one of those cases where like uh, the big hit was kind of a curse and people just, oh, that's that that's the My Sharona yes. band. But yeah. so much more there. I don't, I don't like it when people say, oh, we're the one-hit wonders. Like, uh, like, how many hits do you have? You right. know what I mean? That's, uh, you know, that's, that's hard to get a hit. You know? I've got and, two. <laughs> well, you're, you're the exception. <laughs> but uh, like that uh, Rocket of Love, that's a good... Uh, oh, Rocket of Love's a great song. That's a, you know, they, they did a lot of good things besides My Sharona. Who, uh, and uh, do you realize uh, she's a real estate agent? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I've, when I've seen it, I got to see the Knack quite a few times out here. I got to see them at the Viper Room, and uh, Sharona was at the shows almost every time. It was it was kind of cool. Oh man, you, do you think she was hoping to get noticed? Like this he would point her out. He would oh, he would <laughs> he would give her a look. Like oh, stop it! Yeah, stop it. we slept it's, together. It's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him say, "I know the guy. He was awesome. He's a Doug? true. Yeah, I know him, yeah. and he he was amazing. And I I'll never. I saw him sing." That um, I'm such bad with names, but he sang that song. Um, 
Oh, you know the guy Zivon that died. Oh, yeah, Warren Zivon. You know that song, that brilliant song he said. Uh, about lawyers, guns, and money. Remember me. Um, oh, reconsider me. Ah, oh, it's so anyway. good. <laughs> anyway, he sang that song. Keep me in your heart. Keep me in your heart. Oh, oh, what a thank great you, song. Thank you, Matt. Thank you That's so a great much. song. And, uh, and he sang it. It was brilliant. And then he, he died. Yeah. It's the Zivon curse. Know, I can tell you why, Kathleen. Do not, do not sing do that not song. Sing that song. <laughs> uh, and another thing about the Knack when I saw them live, they were great musicians. The guitar player, Burton Navarre, great. Right. Um, uh, just the bass player, uh, what's his name? Prescott Niles, great musicians. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. They're, he And he's a great songwriter. Yes. A smart man yeah. and a great singer. Yep, I know. These, all this talent. I bought that record, the, the my Sharona record, when it came get out. The that neck. was like, yep. yep. That was You huge. had to get the that neck. one and the cars. You had to get that one yeah. and the cars. That's true. And the pretenders. Yes. As a part of the the knack backlash, that was right in the middle of my punk rock period, and the um, the Dead Kennedys played a show at the at the Bay Area Music Awards, and they came out wearing white shirts with like S's on them, and then like when they started playing, like their skinny ties unfurled, so this was dollar signs, because that's what it's about for music today, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dead Kennedys. So now you have your last pick, and then you have uh, you have a game, yeah. And then maybe Kathleen will play us out with one more song. Sure. Okay, Perfect. let's do this. Um, this is a. Uh, this is it's 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 kind of a rarity, kind of an obscurity. It's um, but this is an album that I studied like the Talmud in college. <laughs> I poured over it, and it and it's one of those that like over the years it came out in nineteen eighty seven. It's still like you know bears new fruit today. It's called uh, Lolita Nation by a band called Game Theory. Okay. Uh, Twenty seven songs. It's a double album. About uh, two thirds of those are are like pop, are kind of a pop rock track, like in the vein of like a mid period. Roxy music, uh, or with uh, maybe like some big star and you know, kind of like folky birdsy sort of influence. Oh, I think and, I'm gonna like this. And the yeah. rest are kind of like these little sound collages and snippets and vacuums, and they have like crazy names like um, "Watch Who You're Calling Space Garbage Meteor Mouth" <laughs> and uh, things like that. Now that's like an interstitial thing yeah, between have, like, a real song. Tons of interstitial okay. things, and it's just like. Uh, Rolling Stone described these guys as uh, it's like Alex Chilton meets James Joyce meets the Electric Prunes, and and that's that's like pretty good. I would think like if you're a fan, it, to me they kind of sound a little bit like like the Killers, but like uh, the Killers with like you know lit degrees or something like that. Like really, really like uh, brainy. So this is um, we're, we're gonna hear a song called Slip. No one twisting his arm. Okay, And Matt, could you give us a little bit of Chardonnay? That's that's another trick. No, I'll have a glass. <laughs> this is the only rock song I know of that name checks uh, uh, David Carradine of Kung Fu and the uh, German surrealist Max Ernst. <laughs> Are you sure? Maybe, maybe. That, on, that <laughs> on that one Slayer album, maybe. Kicks in here in a second. Decides. Couldn't tell you now what could 
rocks out like this so there he is Gary's air chopping karate chopping I'm kunging foo on western thought <laughs> here comes the big we made it this far let's hear the big chorus <laughs> Long out of print, Enigma Records. You, uh, $150 item on eBay for a long time. Now, kids today with a few clicks, you could find one, you know, pretty easily. That's uh, illegal, Gary. We have a strict <laughs> policy on uh, Rock Solid. We are, we are against, uh, we are uh, definitely against um, illegal downloading. But if it's not available, I think he would rather have you hear it. He thinks of it as his I masterpiece. But there's also a way that you can contribute. Scott Miller, the, uh, the, the genius behind uh, Game Theory, he wrote this book called Music, What Happened? Okay. And it's, uh, it's the paper version of his blog where he, he, he takes a year uh, between 1957 and 2009 and writes about all his favorite songs from that year. Okay. And uh, it's a... It's 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 amazing. He he like he knows so much about like there's like some music theory, there's some humor, there's some production notes and everything like it's just it's so engrossing this whole book. And I wanted to read a sample of this and I'm going to be we're going to give away a copy of this. Matt, could you give me a little music bed of uh, common people? This is uh <laughs> this is from the year 2004. He's writing about a lot of production value today. <laughs> <in your show. laughs> He's writing about his uh his love of the uh William Shatner's version of Common People. Okay. That's his second favorite song of 2004. <clears throat> I might disagree with that. <laughs> well, maybe you won't have to hear this. Maybe you have to have followed the scorn to which William Shatner's uh, vocals have been subjected. The Star Trek era's The Transform Man may be the most, I would have to say justifiably, ridiculed major label release, with its over-dramatized talk-syncing of hipster material. With that context, the first minute of this talk-syncing of the pulp standard brings a true flood of emotion. You sense right away that it's really good. Before long, it's also obvious it can rock. Increasingly, respectably, it's blowing the doors off the pulp version. Yet you realize it's doing, by and large, just exactly what the Transform Man did. It's like the whole sorry endeavor is being incendiarily redeemed. This is all happening too fast. By the time Joe Jackson appears out of nowhere to sing the chorus out of, the, out of his mind greatly, you realize all bets are off for this amazing piece of music and perhaps for life in general. You practiced that at home. I know you did. <laughs> that was cold read, cold read. So that's, uh, and it's like 300 pages of that. Just like, he talks about a thousand songs. He has amazing insights just like on Stevie Wonder and, uh, I don't know, Rufus Wainwright, just the, anything over the last 50 years. So if you would like a copy of this book, a brand new copy, I had two and i realized i had written in both of them like notes like haha you know margin notes so i'm gonna order you a fresh copy if you like a kindle copy i'll get you that all you have to do is go to our facebook page rock solid the podcast like us on there uh between now and uh, next episode i'll figure out some random way for a drawing and i'll uh, send you a copy and uh pat this is for you you can have this copy oh i don't want this thank you <laughs> anyway so that is uh that's all that's i have uh what is should we hear no song you want to play a game what do you want to do we're gonna play i think Kathleen's going to play us out oh. one song. Okay. I just want to uh, say uh, 
Kathleen, uh, Pitch Like a Girl is not on iTunes, but you can get it at www.kathleenwilhoyt.com. I'll be putting all that information up on the Facebook page when uh, this episode airs. Also, Saturday, August 27th, two shows at Vitella's Jazz and Supper Club, 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock. That's on 4349 Tahunga Avenue in Studio City, California. I'll be there uh, at one of those two shows, um, and I'll probably get kicked out. Because uh, <laughs> I'm going to start yelling some shit. I have a great gonna, band, too. By yeah, the she way. has a great band. Yeah, yeah I was no. going to say that, too. If you think it's just Kathleen uh, the way she is in the studio, which is awesome, it's even better with a full band. It's crazy. Can I tell you, I have uh, Chris Wagner of Mary's Danish fame. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Then I have Nathan December. He was in a band called Careless, and he was on the road with the Goo Goo Dolls, and cool. he's just brilliant and wonderful guitar player. Chris Joyner, another record everyone should hear is Chris Joyner's there record. He's fantastic on the piano. And Kay Bess is the most beautiful singer. And Dave Hart. Performs sexual he, uh, favors for me. That, but that guy's just the drummer. He's just the drummer. So we're going to play a more upbeat, uh, something upbeat from uh, Pitch Like a Girl. What did we say? What um, do you want to do? Stop girl? yelling or Dumble Girl? You want to do Dumble Girl? Sure. I mean, this is uh, this is what uh, everyone said to my wife when she uh, agreed to marry me. <laughs> That's the inspiration for this song. <laughs> Put love under a microscope I saw spinning flecks of questions I packed it up into a backpack Climbed the Appalachian Mountains When I finally made it up to the edge of the world Yeah, yeah. I started screaming out at God And the crowd was all I heard they cried, dumb old girl, dumb old girl, I'm a dumb old girl, dumb old girl, dumb old girl, I'm just a dumb old girl, that's right. A swan dive in a bottle. I flipped off some preachers. I was wooed by the mighty roar of the crowd and the bleachers. Sang the national anthem as a flag was unfurled. Yeah, yeah. Started screaming out at God, and the crowd was all I heard. They cried, dumb old girl, dumb old girl, I'm just a dumb old girl, dumb old girl, dumb old girl, I'm a dumb old girl, yeah, oh, oh, oh. The more I think I know, the less I learn.
Rock. Kathleen Wilhoy without a pick. Oh, I know. Excellent. Right? Now my hands are like bloody stumps. <laughs> uh, it sounds better with the electric guitar and, and not the phlegm. Sounded good to me. Come Sounded on. Great. No self-effacing humor for me. I just have to be quiet. <laughs> Cut that out, right? Jeez. Uh, Way to sell yourself. I'm sorry. Kathleen. Thank you for letting me be on the no, show. I'm so Thank you for this. coming to this uh, studio in Sherman Oaks. Sitting here for three sweaty guys <laughs> and, and rocking it up. Awesome. Well, yeah, this is thank great. you so much. I'm going to buy some albums, some songs today. Good. And we are going to, and again, this will go up, uh, well, I'll tell you this after the show. Well, when the, when the show posts, though, Gary and I will put up all the album covers of, uh, of uh, the best albums you've never heard. We'll do links for Kathleen's show and links for her album and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, I'm Pat Francis. Thanks for listening to Rock Salad. Thank you to, uh, I said Rock Salad, which is a different show. That's a cooking show. Uh, thanks to Kathleen Wilhoyt and thanks to Gary. Gary, you got a sign off today? Yeah, I'm going to be there. <laughs> also, thanks to the silent partner, Matt Belknap. And Never Not Funny. Toodles. Bye. Is a song away, a song away.